Welcome everyone to another episode of the Definitive Crusade. Today is the AF Crusade after Freya. <sighs> At least for now. So joining me this time around, of course, wouldn't be a crusade if it wasn't my good friend, the random dude Josh. And we've delved into our podcasting think tank. And invited Matthew along to join us on this epic crusade. Matthew. Hello, hello, everybody. How do you do, sir? I'm doing quite well. I woke up about an hour ago. Uh, That's good. So it's already a lazy morning starting out doing one of my favorite things. So here we are. Excellent. So everybody knows me, Johnny Machine Hughes, and of course, Random Dude Josh. Night Light 95, that's your handle on Twitter, yes? That is my handle on Twitter, yes, sir. Excellent. So, uh, guys, yeah. check out uh, uh, Matthew on there. There's the banner as we speak. So, before we get into the books, before we get into the books, Matthew, tell us a little bit about yourself. Why DC Comics? Oh. Well, you know, I've I love DC Comics. You know, I've I've always been a huge Marvel fan and DC fan equally. Uh, he, he likes just, migraines. I, like I, I do, I do love migraines. Yes, <laughs> um, I, I find a lot. You know, as much as everybody loves the Marvel series, for me personally, I find a lot of the characters in the DC universe more relatable. Uh-huh. Um, I also really love the the darker sides. You know, because I'm super edgy, <laughs> and uh, love the darker stories that tend to come along with the DC universe, uh, especially in the Batman series. Okay. So, uh, I believe I believe we all ended up picking something out of the Batman series for wow. our stuff today. I mean, well, it's kind of hard not to do because <laughs> yeah, like hit, picking the Batman book is like falling off a boat at sea and hitting water. Mm-hmm. You know, there's yeah. there's always a bat book. Like, um, I'm mm-hmm. I'm very surprised that Batman's back isn't like constantly in crippling pain from carrying <laughs> the DC universe. <laughs> Well, you know. See how it goes in Justice League because no. he's, getting, he's getting a rough ride there. Um, so, who's your right. favorite characters? Your My favorite characters. characters. Oh man, from the DC universe, I have to go I with have... Red Hood as one of my favorites. Right I'd... out, out. Yeah. Look, 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 look. I've reminded you to get rid of Tracy, and now, now we've got. All right, see you guys. No, no. That's see, look, I have I have a whole cosplay plan for him. I have this whole thing set up. You can actually go to my Instagram and check out a few photos that I did. Uh, it's I love them. I was going to wear the helmet for this bit for for this whole uh podcast, but I can't wear my headphones <laughs> at the same time, so it didn't work out. But it's fine. Stance, stance be preserved. Stance be preserved. Are you liking the Red Hood's look on the Gotham Knights preview? I am. I am. Yeah. Uh, I I I love the Red Hood design. Out the only outfit that I didn't really care for was in uh outlaw when he had moved out to the west and he got rid of the helmet and just did the yeah. mask and hood oh the the ermac <laughs> the mortal Kombat. So. Mm-hmm. yeah that's the only one i didn't really care for but it still had its own twist of the character its own design uh okay well i uh i play the injustice mobile game injustice 2 which mm. josh always gives me grief for and i absolutely love losing when i use the red hood character so <laughs> 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 Oh man! Just saying. Um, all right. Okay. So you just don't know how to play it right. <laughs> oh, Ooh, really? Ooh. 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 
Mm. Let's uh, take a drink and just quickly shut up <laughs> yeah. and move on. <laughs> I don't that note. All right, okay. Hydration so check, let's... everybody. Hydration check. <laughs> That's fine. I'm a mobile gamer, so, you know, it's like Josh has always given me – he's always busting my balls over playing the mobile until he joined the dark side with his uh, – with his, uh, what was that? What was that game you recently downloaded, Josh? I, I, don't, I don't want to talk about it. Well, you know, you've got to put <laughs> it anywhere your mouth is. <laughs> arena, yeah, yeah. What's it Magic called? the Gathering Arena. Magic, uh, Magic the Gathering Arena. Yes, MTG. There you go. So you are, you have now joined the dark side, young Paddy. Man, I want to consider it dark side. He just has an abundance of black mana. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> this man, right, right, right there, speaking my language. <laughs> that man right there. Yeah, just <laughs> oh, my over there. We'll, right. we'll, we'll convert you eventually. Uh, okay. <laughs> On that note, let's get into the book. All right. So, as Matthew <laughs> has alluded to, it is a bat heavy week uh, mm -hmm. this week. So, if you don't like Batman, see us later. Who am I kidding? Everybody loves Batman, right? Everybody so, loves Batman. Uh, first book up is uh, the new miniseries, uh, Batman the Detective. This is issue number one of six. Um, it is written by, where are my notes? It's written by Tom Taylor, art by Andy Kubert, um, colors by the always fantastic Brad Anderson, and letters by Clem Robbins. Now, back in the day, I had Tom Taylor as my uh, dark horse pick to take off uh, Batman after um, King left. Okay, I've obviously I was wrong because GM Tinian's got the deal, and of course I can't say Tom Taylor too much without thinking of the home improvements and Tom the Toolman Taylor. So you've got that going on for as well. Is it Tom or was it Tim? It was I know. Tim. I'm just going for the joke. Chill out. Me. Look, You're killing me. Look, More it's called a, It's called it is called a pun, a play on words. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you. I appreciate that support. Yeah. Hey, cool. With it. No, I, I, I did a performance. I did a performance of puns the other day. It turns out it was just a play on words. Uh, oh God. Ah. <laughs> Oh, I help it. I'm <laughs> not drunk enough for this, Josh. Mm. I'd send I'd sense to this unsensibility and tell us about Batman Detective, please. <laughs> so, Batman the Detective. How how's the best way to put it? Bruce Wayne has effectively given Gotham the good old middle finger, and is hightailed out. And has hopped across the giant pond to your neck of the woods. Jolly old England. Woohoo! Yes. <laughs> now, interesting thing about this story is we've got copycats with guns. I think uh -huh. they literally took that one line from The Dark Knight. There's more copycats with guns and put them in this. I just... And then, can someone explain the obsession of having the nightmare sequence Batman in everything now? Um, is it? The, the, is it? Is it the nightmare it, Batman? It, it, there, there is enough. You, you look at this, the style of the bat suit with the trench coat, 
the bat, you know, the gloves are going up over mm-hmm. over the the coat. It is very very similar to the nightmare sequence. So much that he even has sojis, oh even has goggles. Well, you know, he does have goggles. Yes, I think I think you're. Uh, I'm going to cut out some slack here. You know, this isn't uh, this isn't a kind of nightmare Batman. This is Batman six 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 Batman. Remember. Okay. I, and Andy Cooper and Grant Morrison introduced uh, Damien as the future Batman in Batman 666. That and, is right. Yep. And wore a suit that was very, very similar to this. And that True. was way and that was way before any of this nightmare Batman Snyder stuff. Yeah. But, but the, well, no. But just the way that this is designed, the artwork in, in this and the way that they designed Batman is very similar to the the Snyderverse nightmare scene. And, and I'm sorry, Matthew, help me out with here. Check out those long boots. That's Gotham by Gaslight. I, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to remain neutral on this one. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, so I like I, look look. I I will I will claim ignorance on this one. Um, okay. I I I do know about the Damien uh, bat suit. Uh, mm-hmm. I do see similarities in that design. Uh, the Nightmare Batman, you know, it's they're similar. I think yeah. what once again they're trying to go for that dark and edgy kind of style, mm-hmm. and this style of outfit tends to match that description. Mm-hmm. And so it goes with it. The trench coat, I I like the trench coat. I think it's a nice little flare and yeah. change. I, I'm not, I, I guess I should probably clarify. I don't I don't think it's a bad thing i mean we've seen worse bat suits like that blue daytime bat suit that we had oh batman shiny yeah batman mm. shiny i mean that suit was just ugh, no um even though yes i said i liked it at the time but then it, i i thought better um he gained conscience i, I did <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I apologize. I, I mean, this, so much. this book yeah. is just setting the stage for for Batman in in London. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. He's already said adios to to Gotham. It is what it is. It's setting the foundation. Okay. My issue is we're, I'm going to pull a Freya here. Oh my god! Go on then. Okay. So on on this panel, as Batman, as Bruce is leaving the Batcave, and for those of you listening to this, you're going to want to go over to, oh, geez, um, go over to our YouTube channel to look at this particular panel because can someone explain why Bruce looks like a dwarf? (laughs) He does <laughs> that in that shot. He looks very. All small. we need is six more copies of that and Snow White saying "Hi ho, hi ho." It's off to London we go. Mm-mm-mm. That's funny. Maybe maybe that's the London uh, take on I'm just... it. Is <laughs> they're trying to get across that everybody from yeah. England is short or something? I don't know. And that's meant to be no offense to you, <laughs> Johnny. I'm going to get so much hate mail later from Johnny. But just something about Bruce's design, I, I'm not I'm not buying it. I yeah, don't. It, mm. it looks more like a Frank Castle. Yeah, or a Wolverine, maybe. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So are we getting Get back? Claw? <laughs> Can we get back claw instead? Yeah, I'm hold I'm I'm holding up a claw now. Guess which one that is. <laughs> <laughs> so Matthew, do you agree with uh, so Josh, first of all, did you enjoy reading the book? It was better than my pick. Well, to be fair, Teen Titans Go is better than your pick. I have no idea what you were smoking when you picked that. Well, to, Matthew- at the time of recording, it is 420, so... <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. It is 420, yes. <laughs> uh, well, time to in April uh, 20th. Yeah. Right, okay, so, Matthew, did, what do you think of this book? It's um, uh, it was de- <laughs> definitely interesting. So when 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 I first when I first looked at it, I was like, Batman Detective. Oh, they're in London. Oh, they're going to do like some Sherlock Holmes stuff, and I was super excited for that. Like going back to the roots of being the detective, That's and it just, I was a little disappointed. I'm not saying it wasn't good, uh huh, but just a little disappointed that it didn't go the route that I had expected it. But it was yeah. still it was still a decent book. Okay, cool. decent release. Yeah. Do you I mean, mean he, he did punch a ghost? He yeah, did cool. punch a ghost. Yeah, that is pretty cool. So, how are we about the pencils? We've talked about the bat suit. We've talked about the dwarfism. We've talked the fa- about the fact that guys six foot wide, not six foot tall. So, <laughs> <laughs> was there, is there anything redeeming about the art? Sorry, what? Is there anything redeeming about the art? You let me like the suit, even though there are times he still looks a bit short in it, I suppose. But you know, do we like the art as a whole? I, yes, I I think it's very well done, very, very detailed. Okay, cool. That's that's some that's something else about DC Comics is that they always uh, seem to hire really good artists. Yeah. Or. get really good artists to do these do these um issues because i don't i can't off the top of my head actually recall looking at uh, a dc comic and going through like oh man that's that's not really there could have been more detail in his face or really like some of our previous episodes okay (laughs) so like i said off the top of my head okay uh, off the top of my head and Please don't judge me too much off that. But I, I personally, I enjoy the, most of the artwork that DC releases. Cool. So, well, you, you know, don't it. don't feel bad, Matthew, because when when I came onto the show as a regular, I was the one saying, "Y'all, the artwork's really nice. The artwork's really nice." And it was all those episodes with Freya. Now I've become jaded. 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 All right. Okay. So, well, there's a panel on a later book that I'm going to share. Then that it just absolutely screams, "Oh my God, what's going on?" But for, as a whole, this book, it kind of Batman Detective for me, it hit two very distinct kind of areas. Uh, one is Old Man Bruce Wayne, so you're getting mm-hmm. that Old Man mm-hmm. vibe, a little bit like The Dark Knight Returns, but not as prominent. You know, he's he's having a bit of a crisis of confidence. You know, he's had kind of uh, losses upon losses, and he works out he's only saved uh, the people who he's had direct contact with. That, in turn, is quite a fulcrum within the story. This is kind of like a major part. And in many ways, it reminded me of the many deaths of Batman, way back in uh, Batman 430 to 
432, I think it is, the John Burns story, where somebody's going around killing off the mentors of, of Bruce Wayne. So there's still that kind of like that history element in there. I'd loved seeing Knight and Squire from the Batman Incorporated days. I thought mm -hmm. that was a really good, good mix. And I'm glad as much as superheroes sometimes should be uh, extinguished. Yes, I'm talking to you, Jason Todd. You should have stayed dead. No, uh, no. <laughs> yes, it should. Um, I'm glad to see that Beryl survived because, you know, I, re I really liked her when she was in Incorporated. I liked her when she interacted with uh, Batgirl, Seth Brown, in her own book uh, before Flashpoint. So for all, for all the, I suppose, I'm not going to say old-timers because it's not quite that old, but for all those fans who've been around a while, there is lots of like nuance to this book. Um, and you know, I, I agree with Matthew. I think the art's spectacular. There are a couple of panels that kind of throw you for a loop, you know, broad Bruce and dwarf Bruce, for example, mm -hmm. and just a couple that kind of detract your eye a little bit. But that panel where the talk of the gentleman ghost and you know, the monologue where he's explained how he got the gauntlet and stuff like that. It just makes sense. It just it, it's just a well worked book, and mm -hmm. I think Tom Tom Taylor. I think he's done himself absolutely uh, proud of this book. I think it's a great read. And yeah, it's interesting no, and, to see how it's how it's going to go. And he's he's set the stage for what has the potential to be a, a fantastic arc, mm. and I'm hoping that story wise it continues in that direction. Definitely, because we've been burned on. Really, really great number ones, and then come issue number two and three. It's like, I suppose the benefit of this is that it's only six issues, mm -hmm. right? So, we're not having to have that sort of over elaborated, over extended story with filler issues thrown in, you know, yeah. like Heroes in Crisis, where or, or any other kind of major event. So, hopefully, we're going to just get like through the acts to get to where we want to be. So, yeah. yeah. I uh, I was very impressed. I so impressed that I've actually put this on my pull list and I didn't intend to. Wow. So, so there you go. There you go. Excellent. Cool. So Batman the Detective number one out in the stores now. Go check it out. If you're going down your little comic book shop, make sure you're doing it safely. Social distancing and click and collect if that's still a thing for you. And of course it's available on uh, the DC Universe app, which is only DC America in fairness, and Comicsology which is worldwide. Just get, just get started. All right, excellent. Okay. Plugs all done. What's next? It is. I believe I'm up next. <laughs> you I are. <laughs> this is, well, going with Matthew's pick. Uh, so this is Joker number two. Um, the first, the main story is written by James Tinian IV with art mm. by Gwilym March, colours by Arif Prianto and letters by Tom Napolitano. Of course, where there's a Joker, there's always a punchline. Again, written by Sam Johns and James Tinian IV with art by Mirka and Dolfo. Colours by Romolo Fajardo Jr. And letters by the always creative Ariadne Meyer, who's done. I know we're not supposed to talk about migraines, but honestly, there's a book out from migraines right now. The Women of Marvel, I think it's called. Or Women of Migraines, depending on how you want to look at that. Um, and... Honestly, she's lettered every single page mm -hmm. across. The, it, it, she's done such a great job. So if you're a fan of letters and kind of see how creative they can be, I know it's not a DC book, all right? But, you know, just tell Buddha I sent you, you'll be fine. 
go and check it out. All right, Matthew, take it away. Joker number two. All right, so Thank the you. Joker number two picks up exactly where uh, uh, the last issue left off. So to give a little um, a little backstory to this is uh, at Arkham Asylum, uh, there was a essentially a time-released Joker gas bomb that went off. It was a slightly altered issue where it didn't cause the laughing that most people have when uh, coming into contact with the Joker toxin. And it killed a lot of people in Arkham Asylum. Uh, and the story, it's, the story is mostly, unlike around Batman or anybody else, as you can see on the front cover here, the, the story is focused really on Commissioner Gordon and how he's doing with all of this. So he was approached by a lady that we don't know uh, who they, she gave her name as Cressida. Uh, and so he, they're talking to each other. She's like, hey, I noticed you have some personal ties with the Joker. I want you to find him and kill him because we think you are the best person to do this. Commissioner Gordon's like, I don't know. Give me some time. Uh, and so that's where it picks up with this is him um, doing an internal monologue about uh, his first days on the force mm -hmm. about how, uh, when he was struggling, um, he, he was trying to find money for his wife and Barbara and the kid that they knew was on the way. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, being a police captain or commissioner um, wasn't paying enough. And so he was trying to figure out how, to get some money when somebody was like, Hey, I know a way to get some money on the side. If you really want to know. <laughs> uh, and he's like, Oh man, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. And he finally cleared his head. He's like, yeah, that I'd have to go against my morals to do that. And I'm not that kind of person. So we jump back to the present and he's instead of, instead of uh, simply taking on the job, not informing Batman of anything and just hunting down the Joker. He actually calls Batman uh, it's straight up with him, minus the the killing part. He wants to try yeah. to keep that keep that a little <laughs> up his sleeve, because you know Bat Batman's never been the. He's always had that mantra of no killing, uh, even when it comes to the Joker. Um, and so, where C Commissioner Gordon might you know question that at sometimes he's mm -hmm. he's we all know he respects Batman and his decisions. Um, it's ironic, isn't it? Because you think the joke, the Joker's crippled barbara and barbara mm -hmm. got better he killed jason and jason got better yeah yet the joker has actually taken more from commissioner gordon than he ever has from batman because mm -hmm. he killed his wife sarah in part of the um the earthquake story no man's land mm -hmm. he's killed his son recently james yep or he led him to kill yeah, yeah. so you can't do in that situation where you know it's they've both had these losses but Batman's seemed to come back and be all right. So. Well, Batman, Batman has more access to you know take out his frustration, so to speak. Yeah, uh, he he punches a lot a lot of people more often <laughs> than Commissioner Gordon. Um, True, that. and you know, as you said, crippling Barbara, Commissioner Gordon has lost a lot at the hands yeah. of the Joker, which is which is why we presume Cressida had. Uh, you know, approached him about this. Yeah. Had wanted, they were like, Hey, we know how much you hate this guy. So I think it would be best if you can go kill him. And, you know, <laughs> it, uh, and so he's talking with Batman about this. He's not, 
like I said, he doesn't tell him about the killing fact. He's just wanting some assistance in helping find the Joker, so to speak. Mm. He doesn't, you know, doesn't tell him about the killing. And then um, when he's finally, you know, they're trying to make a deal, uh, Batman was like, I need you to promise me you won't kill him. And he's like, that makes sense to me. And then Oracle chimes in and goes, hey, uh, he technically didn't promise, to which he responds with, oh, you're just trying to look out for your old man, aren't you, Barbara? Which shocks both Batman and Oracle because they assume he doesn't know who Oracle is. Yeah, it drops the time, big time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so then the story takes uh, uh, it. It's uh, stops with them separating out uh, Barbara and or I, I. I skipped this a little next. Thing. I was going to discuss that in a little bit, but oh, okay. <laughs> Barbara, Barbara, and Gordon are talking about everything together, and they're just you know having a, a family moment, so to speak. Okay. Um, cool. We then leave that. And go over to this scene as you see here. This guy, uh, which I don't recognize. I don't know if you guys know or if he's a new character. I I don't recognize him. I think it's a new character. I don't recognize him off the top of my head. So right. And so um he look he looks like a cross between Hitler and Two Face. And so I don't <laughs> <laughs> I that's just what I thought of. I was like, wow, Mecha Hitler. He's he's back. Yeah. I don't know. Uh. Um, <laughs> but essentially, uh, we know Joker is abroad. Uh, he's alive. And where we kind of left off in the last issue is we saw him in like a hotel resort with a bunch of dead people around him, of course. Just um, Joker. <laughs> yeah. And so these guys are approaching him. It was like, hey, you made some people really angry with that Arkham bomb. And he's like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> what ifs? What ifs? What ifs? <laughs> um, and there, what we find out is that essentially Joker has these like resorts that he hides in all across the world, like 15 of them, I believe it said. Um, and you know, you wonder what sort of train, train that is, don't you? It's like, you know, can you get that from like a regular holiday agent or what? <laughs> I don't know. That would that'd be cool. Uh, but essentially, these people are trying to hide the Joker from these people that are angry with him uh, because he made some people angry. And he's like, I don't care. This what? is my plan. Uh, Joker I, made people angry? What? <laughs> he's just here for the laughs. <laughs> all uh, shits and giggles till somebody dies. Right, <laughs> and it's hilarious. It's all, it's all shits and giggles until someone giggles and shits. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse my language. Sorry, I forgot what's going cool. on YouTube. No, that's fine. But, that, that one's fine. Uh, but yeah, um, it's really well well done story. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much because we end up finding out who uh, Cressida is related to. We end up finding some of the people that are you know. When we say we made the Joker ang- or the Joker made a lot of people angry, he made a lot of people angry. And so there's several factions trying to hunt down the Joker. And he's mm. essentially from he led a false trail or what he says, he led a false trail so he can watch this war pursue as these people come try to find him. Okay. Um, and what I'm afraid of is that Commissioner Gordon is going to end up getting caught in the crossfires between all of this. Yeah, because this the story is heavily based around Commissioner Gordon. 
instead of Bat Batman's moved as a side character in this, and Commissioner Gordon has uh, been made into the spotlight, been put in the spotlight on this, which is really cool. I love I love Commissioner Gordon. I yeah. often joke about you know I have the Jason Todd cosplay. Uh, I have a Dick Grayson in the workings. You know the whole uh, Nightwing. But I often joked uh, back when I grew out my mustache, I was like, oh, I could be a young Commissioner Gordon if I wanted to. I, <laughs> I, I love his character. He's a very down-to-earth guy, which I just I relate to a lot. So for me, Commissioner Gordon's like the Doctor Who assistant. He's, he's the character that grounds the reader. Mm -hmm. yep. yeah, so you need that. Otherwise, you're just on trips of fancy and it, it makes no sense There's, there has to be that element right. um, it's very much it's very much a commissioner garden story i totally agree with you on that one um josh what do you think of the joker two cards you were quite on the fence if i remember correctly in the first issue was that right mm -hmm. so how, how did you feel this time around so th this one i enjoyed a lot more uh i i personally like the interaction between commissioner gordon and batman um and for him to finally drop uh, drop that hint, drop the mic that he knows who Oracle is, mm -hmm. even that had me like, wait, what? Like <gasps> it, it came out of nowhere and it was it was so well done. Mm -hmm. um, I, I like the the pace of the book. I didn't feel at any point during this did I feel it was over wordy and yeah. Considering how dialogue heavy this book was, yeah, for it to not be overly wordy, that it had that nice balance. My my issue with the book was more on aspects of the art, uh, specifically with Commissioner Gordon when he goes from having his glasses uh, being completely like covered and shaded. And then all of a sudden, only one shaded, and the other lens is clear. And then none of them are, you know, both of them are clear. I mean, it kept going back and forth. I think, I think that's just to emphasize one lighting, of course. And which, which, which I get, but it's, but it's still, it, and, and maybe, maybe that's the, you know, I, I got to keep the essence of Freya. I was going to say, I thought Freya had left. <laughs> and, and yet here she is back Freya. wow you've changed so much Freya, Freya is so much better looking than I am uh, but I, I mean you guys can see that aspect where it's, it's weird that it, all of a sudden it will shift back and forth um, I have to give Commissioner Gordon some credit I mean he, he had a lot of balls to, to ask Batman I need access to the back computer Mm-hmm. And it's like I need access what? to Oracle. <laughs> I need I need to be able to call you yeah. anytime. I I need this now. And and I got a chuckle. I don't know if you guys did, but I got a chuckle at the phone that was given to him <laughs> was red. Yep. So we have a modern day bat phone. Mm -hmm. I just love oh. the fact that, that that little inter interaction between uh Barbara and Gordon. Like, why is this one red? You think I can't keep up with the phone? Uh, yeah, you've lost the last three ones I've given yeah. you for Christmas. The, <laughs> the other weird thing, Joker's two color eyes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pink eye, green eye, like, is it a glass eye? I'm a little 
little confused. It indicates I realized, a little bit more of the madness of him. Uh, that, but oh I know it's already I'm, really I'm well talking, done in the character. I, I'm talking like Freya here. There needs to be consistency. And I don't, and I feel like those little nuances are not consistent unless so, there is a reason why, like I said, a glass eye. So here we go. Here's, here's, a, thought, here's a thought process for you. Just, okay. just, I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm sitting down. What, so if that's not, what if that's not really the real Joker and it's uh, an imposter? We we've do imposter, know. We've had imposter villains before. There's been at least one two face imposter. Mm, yeah. Just, just saying. Just as a thought. And we do know that there are three jokers. Is that part of continuity? I, I don't I don't know. I, I don't think that it's one of the three. Um I I don't know. Maybe Clayface is gonna make an appearance. All right, okay, cool. Clayface right. going back to evil. Clay, Clayface does enjoy cosplaying as Joker, straight up. He does. So he's telling us that Matthew's Clayface. You're right. I mean, Dang it. Yeah. how do you find out? <laughs> one, one of the clear faces is actually called Matthew. So, you know, there you go. Good old Matthew Hagen. All right. <laughs> so, um, I like this book. The, the joke, the, the Commissioner Gordon story is brilliant. It sounds, it reads like year one. It, and I really mm. loved year one. Year one is one of my favorite bat books of all time. Um, the art, I love Gwilym March. For me, the guy can do no wrong at all. However, Josh, would you like to. Um, Park the page on page number eight for me, please, sir. Uh, which one was that? That was... Uh, yes, back one. No, keep going. Sorry, then, forward. I do you want... There, stop there. Right, could you zoom in on this bottom panel where Batman's talking to Commissioner Gordon's elbow? This one right here? <laughs> the other oh, one. Oh, this one. There, yeah, oh. Yeah. Right. So oh. I want to know... I would like to know, you see how detailed the art is, what happened to Batman's face? <laughs> it looks like he's got like a like a card chipping out of his mouth. Or, or, or is, that, is that the mask he bought off of Etsy? It's, it's still the price tag. It's still hanging there. <laughs> that kind of way. I was like, what? So there's my Freya moment out of the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. The issue with this book, I think, isn't the main story. Um, and to be fair, it's not even the punchline story, which is a little bit meh. Oh, I so that, that threw me off, too. When I, when I was first reading through it, it said, Chapter 2, punchline. I was like, was that the end of it? And I had yeah. to double check. No, there's now, still one book. Well, but... yeah, because DC likes to throw in all these little extra stories. And you've mm -hmm. got to think that Joker is one of the books that's going to go up in price for all the covers, all the covers, the cardstock on the regular one, this book is going to be at the higher price point. My question for things people to think about whilst we go to our break is, is that price point sufficient for this book? Bearing in mind, you have that punchline back up. Hmm. 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 All right. Whilst you all ponder that, let's hear an advert for one of our other shows. This time around, Josh, I believe it's, the old timers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bud, do you dance, my friend?
If you want to find out what makes the professor do his happy dance, check out the All Timers Comic Book Show only on the UCPN. <laughs> it never gets old, ever. It's class. It is class. Bless cotton <sighs> little socks. All right. Okay. So we've uh, got. I needed a good laugh. Yeah. So we've. Well. We might have to play the advert again after this thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, we have had um, a decent, a really good book in Batman uh, Detective. We've had a really enjoyable second issue for the Joker. And, of course, Josh, not content with all that, has to go and pick something completely and utterly, as the name suggests, random. Mm-hmm. And has gone with of the Le- <laughs> Legends of the Dark Knight. Now, it's no, either this or Mad. Take your pick. So, no comment. Um, <laughs> this we have not gone back in time. We are not looking at the classic Legends of the Dark Knight series, which was the first number one Batman uh, in over forty years when it was published back in nineteen eighty nine. This is a digital first book, so that means. No continuity, no effort to make anything make sense, and a whole heap of dodginess, and not in the Australian way. Right, so this is written uh, with art, also provided by Derek Robertson, uh, inks by Richard P. Clarke, colours by Diego Rodriguez, letters by Simon Boland, who I have to say is one of my favourite letters when I see his work on Dynamite. All right, excellent. Josh. Mm-hmm. Why on earth did you pick this? <laughs> I think that panel yeah. just describes it all. <laughs> no, that's, not, that's it. That's why you picked it. Right there. You know, okay, so when, when I saw Legends of the Dark Knight, it brought back memories of the old action figures Oh yeah, back in the nineties, and I and part of me hoped that we would get maybe some sort of incorporation from that. I was so let down, and (laughs) how's the best way to put this? This is like Brave and the Bold meets no, no. You know what? No, I was going to say Brave and the Bold's funny. No, no. Batman Forever in comic book form with the Joker. All right, okay. Because as as you go through the story, it's trying to maintain that dark, very serious tone, but still lighten it up, which is exactly what Batman Forever was. Tried to be very serious, but still geared more towards kids. Not Batman and Robin, which was not taken seriously whatsoever. This this is trying to be a serious thing. Same with how the Joker is on here, taking that very classic 40s and 50s style. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the, the way he's, he's even drawn in this reminds me of the... Um, the superpowers collection oh, yeah. uh, the 70s so i feel like this is the the type of batman story that would be geared more towards teenagers 
Not okay. completely dark and broody, but close enough. Edgy. Just kind of teetering on the edge, but more on the less dark side. It dark has side? Some... Where's dark side? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think after this book, I'm going to get a blast of Omega Beams into my face. You're right? going to get something. You want to get something. <laughs> but story-wise, I didn't really care for it. Um, and so at that point, I was like, oh, I'm going to get a whole lot of shit for this. Um, yes, part of the course? Yes. Yes, I am. The artwork, <laughs> though, was the redeeming quality for me. I like Batman's design. I like the fact that they really play heavily on the blacks and ease in the contrast with the blues. Okay. Mm -hmm. I can, yeah, I can see that. Um, Joker just like it's Joker. Um, but it, it's a, it's a Batman and Joker story. It's pretty run of the mill at, at that point. And that I think is my problem with the book. It is so run of the mill. This, when people give us grief for liking comic books, this because is because of books like this. Yeah, this is the sort of evidence they're gonna gonna hit us with. You know, they're not gonna look at Batman Detective. They're not gonna look at the Joker. They're not gonna look at the classic books like Year One or Dark Knight Returns or even Arkham Asylum or Serious House. They're gonna come with this stuff and it'll be someone will say something like hey this is by Derek robertson you know the penciler from the boys and we all know how good the boys is so this will be brilliant thanks uh, awkward silence yeah but because i'm right yeah, yeah. <laughs> i didn't say you weren't i just said awkward <laughs> silence yeah. I don't know. The, the, the part and i think what really triggered maybe the batman forever connection was the whole bit with the helicopter. Yeah. Mm. I mean, because this panel right here with Joker laughing, all I see is Two-Face. Yeah. yeah. As he as he was flying the helicopter. And then Batman just kind of crawls in. I was kind of disappointed he didn't head bash the window and jump in the door that way. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Typical but, Batman stuff. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So. Cool. All right. So. You have learned from your sins, then, yes? Is that what I'm saying? Let's be honest. No. I'll, I'll still, no. nah, I'll still not, pick yeah. those. Yeah, you're <laughs> still going to pick those books. All right, Matthew, what did you think of this uh, this book? I, I I believe Josh covered my my whole standpoint as well. Is <laughs> you know, I th I think what he did, what he said, really summed it up. You know, it was it was a take on a classic, but it was just it was just ultimately disappointing with how how much they try to cheat different things in different points of the story in it and yeah i was I, I think josh summed it up pretty decently yeah i think there's going to be a lot of people um i think if you're buying this book um for your kid i think you are going to enjoy it for what it is you know which mm -hmm. is just a daft run-of-the-mill batman story no massive if spots, no coconuts, no massive real cliffhangers. You know, it's one of those ones where everyone's going to work out that everyone's fine in the end. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, I'm just, it's stuff like this that makes me get annoyed about Batman because DC can't do anything but keep him in, you know? 
and we've seen digital first book before. We've looked at the Batwoman one, Josh. We've looked at the Supergirl one, you know, and they're not they're not really that good. I don't think I grew up reading comic books. I'm sure you guys did as well, mm -hmm. and we turned out all right. So in my head, yeah. why why can't kids read Batman the Detective? Why can't they? You know, I don't know. Do we have to have a substandard product? Just and just slap a bat on it and hope it sells. I feel like that's how this this book is. It's you know for for kids wanting to get into comics, you're not going to hand them the killing joke, right? No. That's that's fair. That's a fair point. You know, yeah. start start with this, and then as they as they grow and understand the nature of the world and understand the difference between reality and this median, then they can transition to books like the killing joke. Um, this, but, this is a, this is a, I think this is a good comic to start people on like young readers. Like, I don't know who Batman is. Okay. Well, what check rock this have out. you been living under? Yeah. Let's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a decent, it's a decent starting point, but it doesn't live up to the expectations that we've seen from other comic books. That's a shout. That's so. a shout. And we are, and that's a good good point to say. Actually, we're probably not the target audience for this, no. right? So, so you know, take that as it may. You know, if you're in, if you're a Bat fan that buys absolutely everything with Bat on, knock yourselves out. If you're buying it for your kids, sort of like you're under tens, you're under twelves, maybe. Yeah, fine enjoy it for what it is you know it's like it's actually a modern cartoon here's what i'll do so in a, in a couple of months lucas will be here we will do a random dad chronicles segment and i will have lucas who is nine review this book and we'll get his take on it and then we'll perfect we'll perfect we'll come back to it in a couple of months sounds so. like a plan all right Excellent. you, you so mentioned you mentioned the killing joke earlier and i immediately like drove so i'm i memorized that whole monologue the memories monologue and so as soon as you said i tried to like i find the past to be aware and then i had to cut out of it <laughs> <laughs> cool excellent all right so there you go three books of varying quality you've got the big hit of batman detective you've got the slow burner the joker uh, which is going up in price. And then, of course, you've got the, not for us, but for somebody, uh, Legends of the Dark Knight. All right, cool. Whilst we've been on air, and I know that uh, Matthew is a fan. Matthew, there you go. Have a Red Hood picture from me. Yes! There you go. Yes, wow. it looks just like him. I love just, it. Just I as feel, is. I feel honored. I ran out of space for his left arm. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, he'll probably <laughs> lose it at some point. Hashtag DC art. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, so thank you for that matthew it's been a pleasure welcome to the crew thank you for inviting me i i enjoy being part of podcasts i enjoy talking to people anytime you guys want to invite me on any show i'll cool. be more than happy to be here excellent all right so that's that's matthew booked in for a fortnight's time brilliant <laughs> um, fortnight <laughs> so in two weeks time okay don't, don't get all game yet yeah so I, was, I, was, I didn't know I we were playing Fortnite. oh man some PTSD there. i can't play it unless it's on the mobile all right um that's it i'm out <laughs> <laughs> all right so all that's left for me to say is thanks matthew thanks josh don't forget to check out the ucpm for all your favorite shows including josh the now live 
Ooh, we've got the Jank Think Tank with Matthew and myself. Yeah. That so, guy. And of course, flip side focus, all things indie. Cool. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And you've already seen the advert for uh, the old timers. You've got Crisis and Toyverse. And of course, our sister migraine show, No Price Podcast. There you go. Um, check it out on the UCPN. Check our YouTube channel. Do all the subscribes and the links and the bells and the whistles and all that sort of stuff. All, all that stuff. <laughs> they they all kind of get you all, all the notifications that to buggy you out your working day because it's going to be us. Tom Cohen books. All right. <laughs> this is uh, Joining the Machine Hughes. Once again, saying adios. Audio guy's going to get pissed. Can that be the true ending? Oh. <laughs>